Welcome everyone to the Oaveh Torah Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior Daf Nun Dalit. We will begin on Daf Nun Gimel on the Amur Bet after the Mishnah. Um, we're going to start from the Gemara over here. Says the Gemara, Matitin the local Yuda. Our Mishnah cannot be like Rabbi Yuda. Tanya, because we learned in the Brayta, Rabbi Yehuda. Wait, today's Mishnah. I'm sorry. Today's Mishnah, today's Gemara is the last one as a zechut for our sponsor, his wife and his baby boy. They should be zocher with with hatslacha in all that they do. Our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yehuda. Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Yehuda made hapochayet loyev hot mesheva. Person does less than seven blows should not do less than seven. Vamosif loyosif al sheva. One does more, cannot do more than 16. So, and seemingly in our Mishnah, we had said that you can't have less than 21 blows and you can't have more than 48 blows every day. And here, it seems like it can't be less than 7, can't be more than 16. When you have a set of tikiyot, teru'ah, tikiyah, and teru'ah, do we count them all three as one? Or we count them three as three? So if you count them three as three, then you end up like a Mishnah with 21 as the least, because because seven times three is 21. And 16 times three comes out, right? You too. Sixteen times three is also the same idea. Forty-eight. We'll see the difference in how it works. Okay. Now, my time at Rebida. What's Rebida's reason? It says you should blow a tirua. Right. We'll skip the rest. But I'm not going to hold. So katem tirua sounds like a tikiya and a tirua. Is all together. Rabbanan, what's the Rabbanan's reason? That's coming to teach you that every Tiru'ah needs a Tikiyah before and then Tikiyah afterwards. It's not coming to tell you to count it all as one. It's just coming to tell you that you need one before and one afterwards. Okay. Now, Rabbanan, my Tama, what's the reason for Rabbanan? It says, when you gather the congregation, when Moshe Rabbeinu had to gather Klai Yisrael together, they should blow shofar, but they don't make a teruah. How did Torah tell you to do only half mitzvah? Torah is telling you to gather the people, you only do a tekiah. You see that tekiah and teruah are not part of one whole. They're each one separate entities, and they should be counted separately. Have you died? What does Rebidah answer to that question? Look, you see that they only did Tikiyah. He says, no, that's only coming for a Siman. According to Rabbanan, how do they answer? It looks like it's only Siman. That's the only way to know when the Jews have to get together. They'll say, no. Yes, it's a Siman. But the Rabbis made it to, uh, the Torah made it to Mitzvah. And therefore, once it's a Mitzvah, obviously the Mitzvah could be each one separately. says, of Kahana, and There's a rabbi of Kahana who holds that in between the Tchiyan Tirua, you're not allowed to pause at all in between. Okay? 
Can't have a break. Who said? Who is God? Keman Kerbiuda. That goes like Rehuda, who holds it's all one mitzvah. Because if you hold it like Rabbanan, that they're all separate mitzvot, then there's no reason why you can't break in between one mitzvah and the next mitzvah. Yeah. Just like you're allowed to break in between putting on tefillin and shaking a little you should be allowed to break between one tekiah and one tedua. Yeah. So the only rabbi who could possibly say that you can't break can only be Rav Yehuda in the Mishnah. Is that clear? Yes. So far, so clear. Rav says, Shita, of course, it's a Yehuda. How could it be anyone else? I would have thunk. He holds that you can be yotze nine blows in nine different hours of the day. You're still yotze. So the Gemara is coming to teach you now. So it could have been that he's really Rabbanan and it's come to teach you that you can't go like a Rebbe Maybe Rebbe Kahana only meant that you shouldn't stop for a long one. How do you know he meant even a short one? In other words, we this is a whole different thing. He's t- according to this. You shouldn't. How do you know that he meant to not to pause at all? Maybe he meant you can't make a long pause, but you can have a small pause. Maybe it's really true that that's what he meant. Since he said you shouldn't pause, not at all. It sounds like he says you should have even a small one, so that's why he must be going like a Yehuda. Okay. Now, we had said in the Mishnah that the most you could ever have is 48. If you don't mind, I'd like you to read the Mishnah for me as I write on the board uh, a total listing of when we do. I'll show you where to start in the Mishnah. So it starts listing the 48. So we start off when we open the gates, right? Go ahead. Right, 
three to stop the people from the melacha, and three to stop from the Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay? Keep going. All right. Um. Uh, uh, if you have Erev Shabbat in Sukkot, then there's 48. How is it? Three to open the gates. Three for the Shar Halyon. Okay? Let's say three Shar Halyon. Shar Halyon. They used to pour water at the upper gates, right? Okay. The Shoshad, they saw at Tachton. The Shoshad, well, hold on. Let me just get a look. Uh, yeah, for the lower gates. The Shoshad, they. The Miluyamayim. Three for the filling up water, fill up. Okay. Good. Three on the Mizbeach, pouring on the Mizbeach. Okay. Tisha'ah the Tamid. Line for the Tamid. Right. Tisha'ah the Tamid, Shabbat Abayim. Right. the Musafim. Right. Shalosh. So let's add them all up. Okay, that's all we have over here. So we have uh, 9, 9, 9, 27. And 3 is 30. 36. 39. 42, 45, 48. Exactly 48 total. That's our 48. On a, this is what 48, and we do it the most time, is Erev. It's the Friday of Sukkot. Of Sukkot. Now let's go sleep on The reason why I'm writing it down is because we're going to need this one. Yeah. Uh, what wouldn't you have on like a Friday of a Pesach? Okay, so on a Friday of Pesach, you would not have any of the water pouring So, all these water pouring ones, for example, let's just go through which ones you won't have on Pesach. Uh, you won't have Shar Mizrach, you won't have this Shar, you won't have the, 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 the filling up of the water, and you won't have on the Mizrach. All these, one, two, three, four, you're missing 12. Okay? You will have the Arab Shabbat one, right? And you will have the Musaf one and the Tamid Tamid on the upper gates. Okay, uh-huh. good. Okay, let's hit the Gemara. Here's where the fun comes. Let's go. Says Gemara, the Mishnah doesn't mention that there's a blow on the tenth step. In the Mishnah before, on Nun Aleph Amur Bet, it mentions that when you get to this tenth step, there is a blow. Blow? Tanakama holds this three blows on the tenth step. He says there's three on top of the Zbeach. So this mal, this we said on the mizbeach over here, is either mizbeach or tenth step. It's one or the other. This same three is one or the other. So our Mishnah is not Reb Lezim Yaakov. He Reb Lezim Yaakov. Our Mishnah is Reb Lezim Yaakov. This is mizbeach, and our Tanakama holds tenth step, and that's the difference. One. Okay. Okay. Good. Why does Yaakov say it's better to be not on the tenth step? Since you blew by the opening of the gates, 
Why should we blow on the 10th step? Halav Shanu, it's not a gate. We blow at the gates. We blow when you get to some place, not when just 10th step. 10th step is arbitrary. That's why he doesn't hold the 10th step. He holds it on the Mizbech. On the Mizbech is, is a place you got there. You got somewhere. Okay? Since you blew when you drew the water, why do you have to blow at the Mizbech? Which means, when you're setting up the Aravot, there's no reason to blow. Okay? Because the Aravot and the Sukhamayim are two different things. Therefore, it's better to do on the 10th step. You have to find a spot. At least, because at least it has to do with blowing the water. 10th step is connected to the water drawing, and that's what you're doing it for. Okay. Now. When Rachman came from the south, he came with the Brighta. He says, the Aaron will blow the trumpets. He doesn't have to say that they'll blow the trumpets. Right? It says you should blow trumpets on any time you have all hours of it or, or, or sacrifice. Right? Why does it say you have to blow? Obviously, you have to blow. The pasuk says, "The teachers that blows by Musaf." So, okay, so that's how we know that the Musaf gets nine. Tanan, we learned. We said in the Mishnah on Erev Shabbat on Sukkot, it comes out that there's 48. If it's true that we blow for every different Musaf, Litni Shabbat Shabbatoch Achag, Meshkachad Achamishin Vichad, you should have 51, more than 48. Why? Because on Shabbat, of the holiday, it ends up with more. Now, why does it come up with more? Because it comes 21 for every day. You have 9 for Shabbat, Musaf is 30, right? 9 for the Musaf of the holiday is 39. And 12 with Nisu Chamayim. So why don't we say, Erev Shabbat, I'm sorry, why don't we say Shabbat, Zohachak, because Erev Shabbat only gets you six. Right. Okay? Shabbat gets 21. Gets Shabbat. Shabbat. I'm sorry. Every Musaf gets you nine. So when you add the Shabbat, the Musaf of Shabbat to the holiday, uh-huh. you're taking away six, but you're adding, right? Look what so happens. Six are you taking away? Everything else you're still having, okay? All the stuff you're still having, let's do it like this, on Shabbat of the holiday. Okay. Open gates, tell me this is the, three, the, the 21 from every day you always get, right? Yeah. This is 21. Now, um, Musaf of the holiday you have, but you're adding Musaf of Shabbat plus Musaf. The end of Shabbat you're not getting, but you're adding nine for Shabbat Musaf, besides for the Musaf of the holiday, okay? So you subtract six, but add nine. And all these. Well, for how, the, how can we not get an Erev Shabbat? You said you have Shabbat. It is Shabbat, no? It is Shabbat. You're not getting the Erev Shabbat blows that stop people from doing work you're not getting. Okay. But you are getting the, the Shabbat and Musafs. So you take subtracting 6, 8, 9, 48. That's going to get you to 51. 
So why do we say the most is 50? Why do we say the most is 48? You can get 51. On Shabbat, we don't blow when you open the gates. And therefore, because <clears throat> that's only that's only to get the people to come to their spots. Right? And since it's only to get everyone to come to their spots, we don't do that on Shabbat. That comes out to back to 51, so we don't mention it. That's why we don't go to the to the fifty one because we don't end the fifty one. We only for forty eight. Okay, says the Gemara. Amr Rava, Manu Dolochash Kimcha. Who is this guy who's not worried about the pshatim that he's saying? It's like a guy who's grinding flour. He doesn't care how thin the how thin or thick the flour is. You're saying pshatim. You don't chop how it's going. Chada. One problem is the bechol yomtan. It says there's twenty one every day, right? When it says 21 every day, that's including three for opening the gates. So how could you say that they don't do the three with opening the gates on Shabbat? The Mishnah says there's 21 every day. Mm. So so if according to what you're saying, so you're it should be... 51. No, according to what you're saying, how can you say there's 21 every day? Because on a regular Shabbat, there's no those three in the beginning, you're not, they're not doing because, because he, he said we always do okay but he just told you now that the reason why we didn't mention it is because since when you since you, you lose the open gate ones when it's Shabbat because we don't blow okay. so therefore it comes out to 50 not 51 it's only 48 okay but that doesn't work because I thought you said it says 21 every day it sounds like those three are, are every day not like that you could just take them off on Shabbat that's one and the second thing is the odd, even if you say that they're, that you take away the three, okay? Right. And there's really only 48 on Shabbat. Okay. And that's why we didn't mention Shabbat of Sukkot. We mentioned Erev Shabbat of Sukkot because they're both 48 anyway. Pick this one, right? It should say that there was on Shabbat there's 48. If you have a choice to pick something, why did you pick telling me Erev Shabbat? Right. Teach me Shabbat. Shabbat, which is 48. Pick 48. Why? Because if so, you're teaching me two new things. What two new things are you teaching me if you pick an example? Let's let's say they're even, and they're really 48. If I had to pick one to teach you, I'd rather teach you the Shabbat one. Why? Because Shabbat teaches you two things. Number one, Shabbat Mineh Tati. Shabbat Mineh to Blesben Yaakov. We see the rule of Blesben Yaakov that you blow it on the side of the Zbeach and not on the 10th Shabbat. And you all see the rule of Racham Racharina, which teaches you that every Musaf gets its own nine. Right? That there's there's nine extra ones for the Musaf of 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 Shabbat. That's an extra chidush. El Amarava Rava says a new reason why he didn't mention it. You know why he didn't mention it? You don't do the whole Milumayim. So in, according to this, this third opinion, you know what you're missing on Shabbat? It's not that you're missing the blows on the opening of the gates, which would only leave you with 48. That's what we said before. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying that you're missing all these on Shabbat. You don't blow for anything on Yisuchamayim. That's minus 12. So so yes, you're adding, you're adding the Musaf ones. Right. That's cool. But you're subtracting 12, so it ends up being less than 48, and that's why we didn't mention it. Uh-huh. That's Rava's answer. Oh, okay. okay? 
אוקיי. ולית נינה מראש השנה שחל להיות בשבת. So if so, why did we mention ערב שבת of Sukkot? We could have mentioned ראש שנה that falls on Shabbat. It would be cool if we were having that this year. And we're almost before Rosh Hashanah, but we don't have that. Okay? Daha'ika tlata musafin. Because on Rosh Hashanah, on Shabbat, you have three sets of musaf. There's one for Shabbat, there's one for Rosh Hashanah, and there's one for Rosh Chodesh, because it's also Rosh Chodesh. That's three sets. That's 18 blows just for musafs. But how exactly do they do Rosh Chodesh if they didn't have 18? That comes up to exactly 48 again. If you figure it out. Yes. Just think, think about think about work time. There's opening gates, right. Tamid, Tamid, that's that's twenty one. Right. There's three times nine is twenty-seven. Twenty-seven and twenty-one is what? It is is forty-eight. Forty-eight exactly finished. It's forty-eight right there. Yeah. It's forty-eight a minute without anything else. Without Ed of Shabbat, without all these things, it's exactly forty-eight. Right. So why don't you mention that one? Right. Right. Twenty-seven and twenty twenty-one is exactly forty-eight. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're at the magic number already. Why don't you mention that? Says Gimara. We need Friday on the on Sukkot. Why? Because we want to teach you Rizminyakov's rule. Rizminyakov's rule is that you do it at the at the Mizbeach and not the tenth step. Okay. Okay. So we okay. want to teach you that business. So that's why we did it. Why don't you, you say both of them? Right. We didn't say Did anyone ever say Mr. Colonel say one not the other? Say both of them. Teach us both Chidushim. Right. Mar says, you're right, I could have taught it to you. But we left out one of them. We didn't have to teach you all the rules. We taught you one of them. Right? My Shari the high Shari. Now the rule is whenever the Mishnah leaves out a case, you won't leave out if there's two cases, you don't leave out one. If there's three cases, you can only mention one example, there could be two other ones. Right. But if there's two cases, you have to mention both cases. Right. So you want to know which other case is forty eight that was left out, that you left out the Shabbat of right. Rosh Chodesh and Rosh Hashanah. Right. Why did you leave that out? Which other one did you leave out with it? Where it says Shayad Erev Pesach. We left out Erev Pesach, which is also 48. Now, why is there 48 on Erev Pesach? Because in Erev Pesach, besides the 21, there's 27 with the Korban Pesach. Why? Because the way it works with Korban Pesach, I don't know if you, you were here for Pesachim, you were. A little bit. Okay, so if you remember at Pesachim, there were three groups that used to go into slaughter the Korban Pesach. They used to close the gates, a group of people called Korban Pesach. Right. And every time they did it, they would have nine, nine blows. Uh-huh. So nine times three is 27. Uh-huh. 27 plus 21, 48 again. So yes, there's three different examples. We only picked one out of the three. Right. What are the three examples? Erev, Friday of Sukkot. No, no. Regular Erev Pesach. Regular Erev Pesach is always whenever it is. Okay. Okay, fine. And then there's... Uh... Right. 
Now, you mentioned Friday for the Pesach. The Gemara is going to ask that question in a second. Because oh, Friday. Now I'm thinking about it. Because Friday. You got an extra six. You got an extra six. Right. Okay, let's go. Right. Let's see in a second. That's going to be six more than 48. That's 54. Right. Right. That's a real bomb. Okay. So this is the Gemara. My sha- Okay, so sha- we left out in Pesach. That's not leaving out something. Because very, very few people. Which means, the way it worked was, according to Yehuda, uh, they never got a chance to read the Halel. Right? The way it works is, that in every shift, right, the people are saying Halel while they're doing it, right? Right. Now, the way it works is they're saying Halel, as they're saying Halel, people are slowing the Quran Pesachs. Okay? So they say Halel up to three times. And each time they say Halel, it's three Shofar Pulos when they begin the Halels. Right. Okay? So now. Rabbi Yehuda holds that they never really got to say in the, th- the the first two groups were the most full. Everyone tried to get the done, thing done first. Right. And the third group was in very, very few people. And therefore, they never really got to say the whole Halel. And therefore, they never got to blow. And if they never got to blow, so then you you can't leave, you, know, you didn't really leave out anything. Mara says no. How came to the look of Yudah? But we already said that the first part of the mission is not Rabbi Yudah. In other words, didn't we just say before that the Mishnah cannot be Rabbi Yudah? Because Rabbi Yudah holds that all three are one. Right? right? So the same rabbi who happens to hold that three blasts are one, Rabbi Yudah, right. is also the rabbi who says that they never got on Pesach, the third group never got to blow the never got to blow the Shafar. So therefore, since therefore, when you left out for Ere Pesach, it's not really leaving out because Ere Pesach was never forty-eight according to the Yudah, because they on Ere Pesach they never got to the last blow. Uh-huh. And we just established that a Mishnah is not Rabbi Yudah, and therefore, if it's not Rabbi Yudah, let's so let's clarify. Therefore, if it's not Rabbi Yudah, then maybe they did get to the last blows, right. and therefore we have we have, we have yeah, a good question, right? But Dilma maybe Tana Mishnah agrees with Yuda regarding that they only they only got the beginning of the third shift, and they disagree regarding that they, that they counted as three as one. Okay. Elamai shai the high So then, if so, so now we're looking for another case that got left out. We just disqualified Edo Pesach. To be a case of well, forty-eight. Only according to Rabbi Yeah, but we're worried that maybe it might not be him, so we're going to give you another case. Elamai shai the high shai. What did we leave out? We left out shayat erev Pesach shechaliot be'erev Shabbat. It left out erev Pesach on a Friday. Right. A fig sheet. Take away six blows that you lose from the halal because they never get to finish. Right? Okay. And add in six of Erev Shabbat, which you always right, have. Right. It's 48, and that's what we left out. And, and according, not according to Rabbi Zah, according to uh, the Tanakh, he, he 
Oh. More. Oh, so that's Zimala. Like Moses asked that question in a second. We said the animals Zimala Barbi Mishnah. We said in the Mishnah you can't do more than forty-eight. The law is that not true? But Ika Eretz Pesachal Yot Beshabbat. But Eretz Pesachabbat. The Ilok the Ilu Biuda Chamishim Vichada. According to Biuda, it's fifty-one. Eleven and it's Oh, so we have a question. The question over here is not Erev Pesach that falls on Erev Shabbat. What happens when Erev Pesach that falls out on Shabbat itself? So, yeah, you're not adding in the Erev Shabbat six blows. You're adding in worse. You're adding in nine blows from Musaf of Shabbat. So when you add nine to it on Erev Pesach, it's either 51 according to Buda, who says there's only three in the last set of, of three, or according to Rabbanan, it's 57. It's a lot more than 48. Why do we mention the highest is 48? The highest is either 57 or 51. <coughs> Mara says, no. Ki katani Our Mishnah only mentions things that come every year. And therefore, since it doesn't happen that Ered Pesach falls out on Shabbat every year, we left it out. Ered Pesach on Shabbat delete b'chol shana v'shana lo. Katani. Mara says, what do you mean? The Mishnah mentions Erev Pesach that falls out on Friday. <coughs> Sorry. It says Erev Shabbat, Erev Shabbat in the holiday. Does that come every year? Sometimes you don't have a, a, a Friday on Sukkot. If the first day of Sukkot falls out on Friday... So then, so then you do not have the forty-eight. Why? Because they don't do the simchat peter shoeva on Yom Tov, and therefore you wouldn't have forty-eight every year. You said, you understand, you understand the question now or no? I lost you. Well, okay, yeah. look, you're telling me that our Mishnah yeah. only mentions things that happen every year. Okay. Okay. And that's why we didn't mention Erev Pesach that falls on Shabbat because it doesn't happen every year. Sometimes okay. it falls on other days. Okay. okay. Ask the question, oh yeah? Guess what? We don't have, we don't have a Friday, you, the mission does mention Friday of Sukkot, right? Right. Friday of Sukkot doesn't happen every year. Now, Friday of Sukkot does happen every year because every Sukkot is seven days. You always have a Friday in Sukkot. Right. But it doesn't always happen that you have a Friday that you're doing Simchat Peter Shoeva on Sukkot. Right. Why? Because if the Friday falls on the first day, falls on Friday, you don't do Simchat Peter Shoeva on that day. Right. And therefore, you also mentioned the Mishnah something that doesn't happen every year. Right. So don't tell me you don't want to mention things that happen every year. It's right. not true. You with us? Yeah. Okay. 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 If the first day of Sukkot falls out on Friday, we don't let it go. We push it off. Which means, if the 
if the Betin will see that Rosh Hashanah is going to be on a Friday, right. we don't let them, the witnesses come, we mess up the witnesses, and we push it off to the next day. And we make it work out that there is no such thing on Friday, so it never happens. Since it never happens, yes, the Mishnah's case does happen every year. Because we don't allow it to be on a Friday. My time out. What's the reason why? Since the first day of Yom Tov will come out on Shabbat, Yom Kippur, when would Yom Kippur come out? Right. On Sunday. Right. If we push it off, we don't want it to be on Sunday. Why? Why not? Because if someone dies on Shabbat, then you can't bury him for two, okay, for two, two days. Two days. Okay. Rashi also brings down that they also give vegetables that you're eating to eat after Kippur. It'll be, it'll have to be picked two days earlier. And if they don't have refrigeration, the vegetables will right. wilt. Right. So the rabbis are avoiding it. Mari asks, Do we really push it off? By the time we learned in the Mishnah, The fats of Shabbat can be offered on Kippur. That sounds like if you have extra fats from Shabbat, you could burn them the next day on Yom Kippur. So it sounds like Yom Kippur is Sunday. When I was by they would say, this we learned about Yom they wouldn't blow the shofar. They wouldn't make That's everybody. He said, when I went to Ashkina but now we see that Yom Kippur could fall out on Sunday. Because you see that happens, right? Okay. Which means if, if Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday, they wouldn't make the Havdalah. Because it says over here that when Yom Kippur falls on Sunday, they don't make Havdalah before going into uh, Yom Kippur. Okay? Right. Do you see it could fall on Sunday? Lo kasha. Ha-Rabanan Ha-Akhirin. The Mishnah... Our Mishnah says, our Mishnah, which says that you never fall out on Sunday, that's the Rabbanan. And the Mishnah over there with Uzeira is according to Acharim. The Tanya, we learned, Acharim, Acharim, hold. And Ben said it, said it. There's no difference between Shavuot of this year and the next year. The Acharim hold that there's always four days difference in the calendar from one year to the next. Which means that every year, no matter what, Shavuot of this year, if it's Sunday, it'll be four days later on Thursday, no matter what. Uh-huh. You can always count year to year, there's always four days differences, right? That's assuming that we always do 30, a 30-day 30 month and then a 29-day month. Uh-huh. 30, 29, 30, 29, 30, 29. If you always switch off, it always under four days. But if it's a leap year, then it's five days in between. So if you hold like that, right? If you hold like that, then no matter what, you it, it could fall out on a Sunday. Okay. Because we always do it like this, it'll eventually fall out on a Sunday. But if you hold like the Rabbanan, which we, where we can play with it more, <coughs> then it'll never fall out on a Sunday. Okay. We could stop at Metivi. Metivi was Chodesh Shechal Yom Shabbat. 
It's a good place to stop. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. We'll start tomorrow. Definitely. Hey, from here.